This is episode 177 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 177 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Matt Pichet back on the show for the third time. And uh, Matt Pichet is such a wealth of knowledge. I've got to have him on at least once a year to just share what he's been up to because it's hard to keep up with this guy. Uh, he's one of the most accomplished investors that I've had on the show consistently. And uh, he's just always doing something else and always seeming to be winning at it. Uh, so on this show, we covered investing in Florida, what Matt's doing in Naples, what he's doing in Cape Coral. We went through a case study of an Airbnb that he's planning on starting. Uh, we talked about what's going on in the market and how that's affecting Matt's business. So for those who have followed Matt Pichet, you know that he's into wholesaling, he's into flipping, he's into the long-term holds, um, he's into everything in between. And uh, he does it and he seemingly does it all well. Uh, Matt talked about on this episode how when he found out that his wife was pregnant just over a year ago that he decided that he was going to have to make changes in his life and he expanded his team from about three people up to over 10 people and uh, he really removed himself from the process. So now he can look in on his business and look in on his operations but he's not involved in the day-to-day. He mentioned to me that he's sort of on a paternity leave and uh, he's able to spend time with his son as he grows up which I think is probably a lot of father's dreams and Matt has put it into action. Uh, like I said, Matt is a winner. He just consistently wins. And um, that's something that uh, we could all take something from. And one of the big takeaways from this episode, I believe, is that you can't spend too much time in analysis. You do have to take action. And that's one of the things that Matt specifically mentioned at the end of the episode is that uh, a lot of people just sit around and they, an- they analyze too long. Uh, when they need to just jump in and take some action. And I really couldn't agree more. Of course, analysis is needed and we've all got to make uh, very deliberate decisions when it comes to investing, but we can't sit on the sidelines too long. We have to make sure that we make moves and get in. So you know the drill when it comes to social media, if you could uh, hit all those buttons and leave comments. And uh, of course, with the reviews on Apple Podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you give it five stars and and leave a review just to help more people find the show. Uh, I appreciate everyone who's already taken the time to do that. And um, if you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend going right back to the beginning, as I always say, because there's just so many great investors that have been on the show and shared their wisdom. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump in to episode 177 with Matt Pichet. Please enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. I've got Matt Pichet back again. I think this is the third time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to be back. Uh, yeah. It's great having you. Thanks for driving up again. Thank you. So much better doing this in the actual in person, studio. Yes, yeah. I don't, I don't like Zoom. We've been doing a lot of Zoom yeah. lately, but uh, Zoom it's good works, to, but this is way better. This is way better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. So Matt, you're like famous for always being, you know, so busy doing a million <laughs> different things. Yeah. So why don't you just uh, give the quick recap of who you are, what you do for anyone who's new and hasn't, hasn't yeah. heard you speak before? What are we doing now, man? Yeah. Lots of stuff. <laughs> We're um, a realtor specializing with investors in Kitchener Waterloo. We're flipping houses in Kitchener Waterloo. Um, I've had over 45 rental properties, recently sold them off with, you know, the peak or the boom of the market. So kind of cashed out all of our money there. Um, we're starting to invest in the U.S. now down in Florida. We're kind of getting the ball rolling for that. Investing in stock options and stocks, crypto. I yeah. think we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Just, just everything. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, what I've noticed is you're big on systems, big on, yeah. big on teams. Yeah. And I know you didn't start that way, right? You were doing everything yourself yeah, totally. to start all your videos, right? You were, so you were kind of built off the YouTube model. Yeah. Um, built your awareness and, and started as a carpenter, right? Yeah. Were you doing YouTube videos as a carpenter? Yeah. So back when I started, I was, 
a carpenter. This is going way back. Yeah. <laughs> I started as a carpenter. Um, and then I started renovating properties just for investors in Kitchen Waterloo, even yeah. before I was a realtor. So I kind of yeah. started, you know, building my name around that. I, I was investing myself at age 22. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. A lot of my clients I was working with for renovations were like, Matt, I wish you were a realtor. Like, you know yeah. how to renovate, you know how to attract quality tenants. I wish you were a realtor because my realtors don't know how to do this. So I became a realtor and then just kind of snowballed from yeah. there. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's how it all started. That's how it all started. <laughs> and you were cranking out content like crazy. Like how yeah. many were, how many videos were you doing a week back yeah, then? Yeah. So even back then I was doing my own videos while renovating yeah. clients' properties, you know, shooting camera, hammering stuff. So just um, never stopping. Yeah. Never stopping. I always knew from the beginning that YouTube or social media was going to be something. Yeah. Um, I knew it was kind of my angle because even when I started as a realtor, um, I didn't have the money to like spend on billboards and newspaper yeah. ads or whatever. So I had to do my own thing. And being 22, I was more savvy with social media. And I kind of knew hopefully this was like a trend that was going to keep going. Yeah. So I got on early and just doubled down there for free, free marketing. And yeah. it really, really worked out. Yeah. And now, so now you're still doing it. You're still like three yeah. videos a week or something like that. Yeah. Two or three videos a week, depending how, how much we're cranking out. But that's yeah. kind of the goal is two a week. That's wild. Yeah. And you have a lot like of stuff, man. Full-time uh, media guy or yeah. team probably around yeah, that Yeah. Full-time now. media. We have 13 employees for like the whole team, like the renovations, assistants. Um, is that the wholesaling manager, as well? Wholesaling, like the whole team. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. How... Like, when did you see that change really coming? Like, where you were just yeah. really a solo operation? Like, what was the first step where, okay, I'll never look back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I dragged my feet for hiring people because I was always like, I'll just do it myself. Right? Yeah. Like, nobody can do it as good as me. I'll just do it. Right? Nobody can do it as fast as me. I'll just do it. It's a total yeah. mistake. <laughs> total mistake. Um, and it wasn't until my coach finally told me, like, you need to hire someone. Like, you're definitely past the point. You're doing all this work, like 12 hours a day every day, trying to do everything, record videos, edit videos, show properties, hammer properties. Like, it was just ridiculous. But I finally hired my first person who was the social media manager, mm-hmm. do all the social media and the editing and the posting. That was like amazing. It was literally life changing as soon as I hired yeah. him. And that's kind of what snowballed. I was like, okay, well, if I just save that much time from hiring this one person, yeah. uh, what if I hire someone else? So my next hire was a project manager. Mm-hmm. Instead of me driving around to Home Depot, picking up materials and dropping them yeah. off, um, I hired her to manage all the properties. That was also like life-changing. And then I was just like, man, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> When were these hires chronologically? Chronologically? Uh, about three, four years ago. So like, for, so you were, you were, uh, you were yeah, solo. Man. Like the first time you came on the podcast was that like shortly after you just started yeah. kind of hiring it out? Yeah, it was like shortly after. Like I think at that time, yeah. the first podcast, I, might, I maybe had one or two employees, maybe at that yeah. time. So. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And I kind of had similar. So I, I got my assistant hired a couple of months ago. Yeah. And then it was a new media guy right for after sure. and then and it was uh beyond that i i got an operations manager as well so yeah. it's just like Those it's addictive it's addictive hiring yes. because you realize 100%. how how much time like yeah. exactly how much time it saves now yeah. the hard part of that is the investment so yes. how do you justify it to yourself when you hire these new people is it just so obvious you see how much you're making yeah. on the income side you're just like i just need to it's kind of obvious while flipping houses like we're making yeah. gigantic income so it's like okay yeah. it makes sense to hire these these people yeah but i have a loose financial spreadsheet in my mind like okay this is what we're bringing every month yeah. i can totally afford to spend this on hiring yeah. this person it saves me time so i can do more of this yeah. So it kind of, it all makes sense, but you do have to watch it like the top line for sure. Okay. So have you, like, do you have it in your head exactly what your monthly spend is on? Pretty your- much. I'm pretty yeah. nerdy with that stuff. So it's like all in here. And, but, but I don't yeah. really know until tax time, which is always fun when we yeah. do the taxes and do all yeah. the expenses. And I'm like, okay, this is what you I see made. what oh, they shit, cost right? you. Or, yeah. No, I didn't make that much or whatever. Right. So yeah. Yeah. And then you write those painful checks. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> the most painful checks are the CRA checks. Those are the most painful. <laughs> 
Yeah, they're your joint venture oh partner God. that did nothing and risked nothing. Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay, so you've got that going on. It's obviously making a ton of sense to hire yeah. people. That's freed up tons of your time, right? Yeah, 100%. So what are you doing now? Like, what are your prime activities now on a day-to-day? I mean, doing yeah. stuff like this is part of it. Yeah, totally. So my whole job now is really like social media, just getting the awareness out, um, still building kind of the brand. Because for me, like in my mind, the YouTube and the brand, the bigger that is, that means everything gets bigger. Mm-hmm. So I, I attract more partners. I attract more clients. I, I get more property. I get more deals. More people know me. So if I spend most of my time on YouTube and just like growing the audience, um, that will trickle down to all the other areas of my mm-hmm. business, really. So my whole job right now is really just growing the brand and just managing the key problems in the business. I put out the, the major fires. Yeah, so you're still oversight, but you don't have yeah. to get involved on a daily. Yeah, I kind of oversee every aspect of yeah. the business, the realtor side, the flipping side, the client management side of the renovations. And mm-hmm. I just kind of manage and make sure everything's flowing good. And whenever okay. there's a big problem, I just kind of put it out. <laughs> Yeah, what kind of like give me an example of something you'd have to step in for? Like a flip is not selling fast enough, or uh, a major decision in a flip. Something came up in the renovation that's bigger than expected. I got to make a choice of what to do. Okay. uh, Very rarely, like most of the time, the the team knows exactly what they're doing. Very rarely do I have to put a fire out. Um, But when there is, that that's kind of when I step in into the business. Okay, so if there's turnover in key positions, yeah, do you have like best practices, manuals, and procedures being made, or is it just like the team is kind of educating the team? The team is kind of educating the team. The only one I have like manuals for and scripts or whatever is the wholesaler, like our acquisition manager. That's the only one where there's like a template. Yeah, but even that, um, because the first project manager or acquisition manager I hired needed more uh, education or teaching. The second one was already a very educated and yeah. uh, active wholesaler himself. So he just came in right in. So he didn't really need the manuals and stuff like that. So most of my team members are already, mm-hmm. I guess, experienced in with the roles they were already in before, right? So they just kind of like came in smoothly. Okay. And wholesale-wise, you're still focused on that in KW or yeah. is that that's all kind of this region? Yeah. So we do one hour radius of Kitchen-Waterloo okay. for wholesaling and flipping. So we're just concentrated okay. really on that on that area. And the partners you're mentioning, are you taking those partners on for flips or are those for rentals? You're not doing rentals anymore. Yeah, not really doing too many rentals now, but mm-hmm. uh, I, will, I will still do some if they come up. But the partners are really only for the rental side. Okay. The flipping, we just do private money. It makes, it makes way money. more sense. So we just raise private funds for that. Yeah. And is that coming through your network like your YouTube as well? Yeah, 100%. Really? More Instagram really is, is the lending side. So. Really? How, and how do you find that that like kind of funnels in like is it just just people reaching out to you and saying they want to get involved in this yeah you know pretty much or yeah. we have like ad videos or like promo videos i guess you could say um, yeah. on instagram just say like hey if you want to lend to me let me know or go to this list really and they mm-hmm. sign up to the list and then whenever we buy a new property i just bang the list hey guys yeah. we just bought one two three main street in kitchener yeah you need to raise 500 grand who's in and then people just go okay. oh i'll do 200 grand i'll do 300 grand. and are right? these like just paper or are they like mortgages like what what is it it's just paper promissory notes mostly for the flips yeah yeah it's because they want the higher interest rate <laughs> that's that's yeah. uh that's the scalable model 100 percent. yeah yeah okay so you're doing that here um obviously all the systems are still set up like how how does it affect you knowing that it's still a seller's market, but yeah. less of a seller's market than it yeah. was and trending in the less and Neutral, less. Or, yeah, exactly. Way. <laughs> yeah, now it's interesting. Now we're kind yeah. of kind of waiting and watching. We're really focusing on the flips that we do have at the moment right now. Yeah. But right now we're kind of just watching. We're not really buying anything unless it's like a really ridiculous good deal. Where like I know for yeah. a fact like this, we're not going to get screwed on this one. But we're definitely not buying nearly as much as we were two months ago. So you don't want to be stuck with inventory that's not that's profitable the worst to case sell. Scenario, yeah. 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 
I guess, do you look at it and you make sure that these houses have a contingency or are you comfortable even if they don't? Yeah. Um, like, do you, do you in your head say, oh, well, if it didn't work this way, here's what I'll do as plan B or here's what I'll do as plan C? There is loose plan Bs, but plan A is like the, the 99% plan. <laughs> yeah. I do not want these properties as yeah. rentals. I don't want to turn them into Airbnbs. In worst case, I don't want these. So yeah, they yeah. have to sell. Yeah, so, they have to sell. So you'd yeah. even take a little bit of a hit on them to sure. get rid I'd of them. rather take a little hit and just get rid of a bad property than keep it and have to yeah. get a mortgage and furnish it for Airbnb or whatever, right? I just, yeah. I'd rather get rid of it and move on to the next. Do you have Airbnbs in your portfolio? No, 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 we're starting to do that in Florida. Like that's what we're kind of building now, but mm-hmm. not in Canada. I'm kind of done buying rental properties in Canada for me. At yeah. this point in my life, at this point in my career, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I mean, Canada's gone crazy, Yeah, which I think we've both pointed yeah, out many, many times. <laughs> like I've had to take a break from pointing it out too yeah, much maybe. For sure. Um, but, you know, so we, we've had a similar idea with yeah. with Florida making a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. Tax-wise makes a lot Tax-wise. of sense. Um, are, so tell me about what your plans are there and, and what you're looking at doing. Yeah, so we bought our own second home for the or winter home, you could say, in Naples just recently. And we want to focus on the west side. So basically Naples up to Cape Coral is kind of where we really want to focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Sarasota as well for flips and Airbnb. So we want to bring the whole flip division down there. Yeah, that, and that's something I was going to ask you about because I know you're going to renovate. So you bought in, in Naples. Yeah. I won't give you the exact area, but a good yeah. area to own in Naples where so, you don't yeah. have uh, homeowner associations that will restrict you from doing things. So you can, and there's really only one good area of Naples yeah, for that. Yeah, one good area for yeah. that. Yeah. And that's where we're in. <laughs> and then there's a secondary area in the South that's not yeah. as nice. So, yeah. Um, so you've got an opportunity there, but how are you creating or finding your crews down there? Obviously, yeah. that's a new, new team you almost need down there. Yeah, for sure. So we're building it right now as we speak. So we're building, we found the contractor. We found uh, someone who does all the furniture placements and helps us with all the, sourcing and materials and stuff like that basically a yeah. project manager down there and this is through manager. through calling uh people you can find online or yeah online? so through our instagram yeah. we found a couple just through posting online mm-hmm. um and then also the realtor we're working with down there kind of hooked us up with um a few people okay. so we're building it slowly it'll be way smoother than it was like when i started back yeah. in 2012 in kitchener because now i know what i'm looking for i know yeah, i know all the signs i know all the red flags and people so like we've yeah. already found a couple of contractors and I asked them before they even started. It was like, no, this is going to be a problem. I just know it. I've been through this mm-hmm. before. So we're smarter this time. Yeah. Just <laughs> so, the way they talk, you can hear, yeah, you can you hear can in their right voice, away. the answers, yes. like it sounds like they're not confident yeah. or, or they're, they're acting like they're just going to take your money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we know all the signs we've been through yeah. all the crap before. So now I know what I'm looking for. So I think building this whole division down in Florida would be much smoother. So what is, what are your thoughts on giving deposits with these new relationships down there? Yes, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. So the way, even here, I don't want to do it ever with contractors here. The way we do it really is I get my contractors to quote on labor only. Yeah. Because we're buying materials. materials. We're buying the flooring. We're buying the fancy taps. Like we know what we want. We already have the whole template on how to build houses and how to build houses. Yeah. We know what we're looking for. So don't worry, contractor. We'll buy all the materials. I'll have it shipped to the house. Don't worry. There's no reason to give you money. Yeah. The money's for materials. Well, I'm paying all the materials. Mm -hmm. So I just ask them to quote on labor only. And then I give them um, money after like two weeks when they start or whatever. Like I'm always yeah, like two weeks ahead right? kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, like they work first and then I pay. Yeah, they I, work first, then I pay. I read this book and uh, it's Paul Sagan's book. I forget the exact name. It's like uh, Rehabber's Bible, Flipping yeah. Bible. And he just said like, who has the power in the relationship? Like you, you don't want them to have the power. If you give them a deposit, they have the power in the relationship. 100%. So if they're not showing up, what can you do? Nothing. Versus if you have the power, hey, you want to get paid for those last two weeks you yeah. worked? Show up. <laughs> 100%. And the weird thing is, with, I don't know how it is in the States just yet, but I'm sure it's very similar. It's so easy for a contractor to put a lien on your property. So yeah. for example, if you don't pay them, they have so much recourse. 
they can yeah. slap a lien on your property in literally two hours. I've had it done before. Okay. Yeah. With refusing to pay a contractor because they did crap work. Two hours later, I have a lien on my property and I ha- now I have to pay if I want to sell this property and clear title. It's actually yeah. disgusting how easy they can do that. But like, yeah, you're, what you're saying is like, we, we have no recourse. Yeah. For them they would have to know how though right yeah. like if like the typical contractor probably doesn't even know how to do yeah. that right like, so the one yeah. you got probably had some experience doing that oh, it was obviously like yeah. a crappy contract it's happened before yeah, yeah. And we had the stomach problems like the, the feel in my stomach of like this guy's gonna do yeah, something bad good. sure enough so he did so like mm-hmm. we know what to look for now but yeah it happens even to the best of us i had one guy give me his insurance bond and i do the same thing with materials i'm like no 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 i'll, I'll buy the materials yeah. i'm not giving you a deposit so i'll bring them so he he, he was in my phone as a roofer and I'm yeah like, i just called him because my roofer bailed on me and yeah. so he comes over and i i didn't remember that i had actually called him before and had a bad feeling yeah and said no this guy doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing yeah so I, I brought him over. I provided the materials. They installed them all wrong. But he even sent me his insurance bond before we even yeah. started. I didn't even ask. I'm like, that's weird. It's weird <laughs> that somebody sent that to me, but it wasn't properly done. And yeah. uh, anyways, totally screwed it up. I had to rip everything off, wasted $2,500 in shingles yeah. and uh, do it all over <laughs> again. Sure. That was just taking my medicine though. There was nothing yeah. I could do. I, I'm like, hey, how do you want to deal with this? I have damages. And he's like, my lawyer will call you. Never oh, did. I'm like, God. I'm like, you know what? I talked to paralegals. Yeah. Like, it's not worth it. For it's not that. worth it. For that little bit. But I hate that it's not worth it for that because I know. then you get in the habit. And how many it's not worth it for that before it was actually worth it to, yeah, to learn how to. 100%. Like my buddy's a, a lawyer. He used to do um, like uh, small claims. And he told me, he's like, it's not hard. He keeps encouraging me. He's like, yeah. you should go after when, when these things happen. It's very simple. And I'm like, hmm, maybe it is worth it. You know what I mean? For people in our space, yeah. if you had somebody that, that specialized in that, I feel like That'd that be would good be to huge. Have. Like yeah, we just have. do small claim stuff. Just put it on, like yeah. don't expect it fast, but put it on our list and we'll take care of it. Happens of all the time. That's how my lawyer too, when this one contractor put yeah. a lien on, I obviously talked to my lawyer and he was like, yeah, like the process is simple on how to fight him for it, but it's going to take a Forever. year, two yeah. years, three years. Be great and if you, you could just win, throw it in, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. As long as you got all your, like they could just say, as long as you got all this stuff, yeah. just throw it in. I mean, we, obviously you, you and I hope that these things don't happen. Exactly. Nine and, times out of 10, they don't. For sure, oh yeah. But, even more than that, I yeah, feel like. But sure. Once you got the people you, you know you want to work with. And off that, that's why we now hire our own employees yeah. for our contractors. That's the only way to like almost oh, yeah. minimize the crap that you can go through is eventually mm-hmm. if you're busy enough, hire your own carpenters in-house. Yeah. Um, and since we've done that about a year ago, game changer, absolute game changer. Yeah. Cause then they never leave your site. That's actually yeah. sort of how I started. I had my own full time yeah. carpenter and he would sort of act also as project manager, yeah, for sure. you know, site supervisor. Yeah. And oh man, we would get stuff done like additions closed oh. in, uh, two months, two and a half months, yeah. like ready to move in. And like you can't do that kind of timeline when you're hiring no. subs. But I will say the work isn't as good. Yeah. Maybe not. In that case, because, you know, he's not the, as good of a finished carpenter yeah. as an actual finished carpenter. Exactly. Is. He could do it, but yeah, the finished carpenter sure. did better. Yeah. There's like pros and cons, like but yeah. the, the speed is like easily the best. And the biggest mm-hmm. thing for me is just the control of uh, you're going here Monday morning because we bought yeah. like three houses on the go. You're going to go yeah. here Monday and on Tuesday, you're going to go here. Yeah. So yes, Matt, no problem because you're my employee. If you have a yeah. contractor, they might say like, well, I can't go on Tuesday because I got to go over to Susie's and finish that job yeah. I got over there. I'll be at your place on Thursday. And, and then they don't show up on Thursday and on and on yeah. and on. That's the typical contractor thing yeah. is like, I'll be there Thursday and then they just don't show up. So, and I agree completely and it's frustrating as heck. What would you say is like the expectation to hire like some, a full-time carpenter for that yeah. type of position nowadays, like in Southwest like Ontario? Like price-wise or? Yeah, like what, what would... 
what would someone like myself need to pay to yeah. hire somebody like that again? Yes, yeah, so like a good contractor, anywhere between like 30, 35 an hour. That's pretty, pretty Really? On payroll? That's all it takes? Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. For like a good co- carpenter, yeah. On payroll especially. Yeah, so they, they kind of prefer that rather than being their own entrepreneur. Some of them do, for sure. Some of them do, yeah. That's yeah. how they had before, but he uh, he kind of worked something out. Now he works for his son's company. Yeah, he yeah. still works for me, yeah. but I have a middleman. Yeah. I, I wish he still worked for me. It would be great. <laughs> for sure. Um, so I, I definitely want to grab another one of those. So what's yeah. the, just, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one asking, but what's for the sure. best way to hire somebody like that? Really, like Indeed is like how we find all of our carpenters, really. Yeah. Um, so you post that on, on Indeed, they just reply. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of how we go about it. Scrub- like price wise um like we pay from 22 dollars an hour up to like 35 so like our younger apprentices right yeah they're making 22 so you're getting like somebody like a journeyman carpenter for 35 for sure and then we're mixing it up we have like one apprentice always with the journey to like you know he slugs while the journeyman (laughs) does all the good stuff so you need a couple of slugger guys and a couple good guys and do you have like guys trying to get their um like they're working through the apprenticeship program like we we don't at the moment i wouldn't uh oppose it but yeah I mean, I went through the whole apprenticeship program myself yeah. as a carpenter, so I know really a bunch of crap, really. It doesn't mean anything. So yeah. I'm not too much of a fan of like getting that whole program set up. And then my guy's going away for and two months a year. Yeah. Yeah. Two months every year to do schooling. And then I got to pay for that or however that works. I don't even know how it works, but yeah, my guy's gone for two months a year. So, so you don't even want that. <laughs> I don't even want that, honestly. But <laughs> if one of my guys was like, Matt, I yeah. really want to be an apprentice. Can I please do it? I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. Yeah. You'd work it out. That's pretty cool. Okay. You're giving me ideas, Matt. Um, okay. So then still sticking with, with Florida. So obviously the first one is your second home, yeah. uh, building at your teams. What's the next step? Next step, it was to buy just a straight Airbnb rental in like Cape Coral. So I got the one, I'm proving the concept. I got the team locked down. Now I'm going to buy another one myself in Cape Coral, prove it there that mm-hmm. you know it's working. I got the team set up and then I'm going to bring the yeah. partners in. Have you lined anything up in Cape Coral yet? Not yet. I got a couple of properties sent out. I know what they're kind of mm-hmm. going for. I know what we want mm-hmm. or what they look like. So there's an abundant amount of them. So it's not like I'm too yeah. worried about not Is finding it slowing one. down? Like, have you noticed it slowing down in Cape Coral as well? From what I'm hearing from my realtor, yeah, 100% it is. Especially now that we're going to like summer season, it's just natural. It's going to yeah. slow down, which is great. To Last year it didn't deals, though. Last couple of years, like, yeah. well, at least... Because of COVID, w- the COVID effect. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. everybody just wanted to be in Florida. 100%. Yeah, so now, I think that's kind of going away. Yeah. Now we got the interest rates going up, inflation scares. Yeah. The market's pulling back on top of that. So there is a cool down happening. I think all of North America completely. Yeah, and it not necessarily... Um, prices falling but yeah definitely not neutralizing yeah and and yeah definitely not going up like they were yeah definitely not i think we're going to be flat for a little bit yeah we'll see what happens but yeah. okay so what are you looking for in cape coral as far as like a property would be yeah so we want a more luxe detached home um yeah. we really want a family tenant that's not, that's our ideal tenant is like a family yeah the kid the dog you know they're going to stay for two weeks or three weeks or a month um yeah. during the year so that's our key tenant and more luxe so we want in cape coral more like seven eight hundred nine hundred thousand dollar homes which yeah. there you can buy like a freaking mansion it looks oh, literally okay. amazing yeah that that so, would be a really nice place yeah. so you could be pretty much on a canal uh yeah with sure. with ocean access yeah so we want that because the rents are coming in anywhere from 15 to 20k a month of revenue oh yeah from those properties yeah. and the cost is about 7k in expenses 7k somewhere around there usd so it's, it's incredible so we want to prove it a couple times and then start bringing the partners in and just go wild but now, because everything's going on in the world, we're just kind of just, again, we're waiting and seeing what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm ready to strike, but I just want to know when. Yeah. Right? Is it going to be August, September, when things kind of get figured out or we know kind of where we're going? Well, then I'll strike. Yeah. yeah, I guess like a lot of it depends on how responsive both governments are yeah. to the retraction in the economy. Like, obviously, we're going to have some negative growth with yeah. all these interest raises. So 
is that going to continue, right? Are they going to keep raising interest? Yeah. I think a lot of people are worried that they're going to keep raising it like another couple of points. Yeah, I think the pullback was way bigger than expected from the interest rate. Just hikes. the minor interest yeah. rate hikes. Like the, the market's already like going yeah. to, you know, blow up, it seems like. So if they're going to do it again. Oh my God. Like, yeah. And, and this is where I like to like question. I'm like, yeah. There's so many people who would have said, oh, the government could never do that. I, I know, yeah. <laughs> but after the last two and a half years, <laughs> we're beyond all that. The you government could do whatever the heck to, they yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. So if they, if they will, then you think, look, what did they do in the 80s when inflation was out of control? Mm. And Lord. in my mind, there's, there's really two options. You either increase interest rates into the teens yeah. to actually stop it, or you realize that that's not worth doing and they, they basically decide we're just going to live with inflation yeah like uh, you know 10 percent inflation yeah i think they're trying to do the best of both they're trying to do a soft yeah. landing let's just yeah, yeah, yeah exactly a little like bit. stifle the economy just, and then yeah exactly when it comes yeah. back down then they'll just drop interest rates again and say oh yeah. see it's all fine they're trying now. to get best of both worlds that's what yeah. i kind of predict if i make my prediction here on the andrew podcast <laughs> yeah. is uh they're going to raise rates probably again in june right now is may um yeah. and then they're probably going to start lowering rates in yeah. september november december january we'll see because they're already stifling it. Like it's the effect is crazy already. Just with what is it? It's been 0.75 percent in total in Canada. Yeah, 0.75 percent. Has had gigantic effects on the market. And they want to do it again. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna see. That, okay, okay, that was way too much. Now we gotta lower it yeah. to stifle the economy again. It's just like a it's a gong show. There's a lot of emotional response to it, yeah. too, right? That's what I think like, it mostly is. It's just mostly emotional. It's the so cheap, much emotional. Like, like I mean, oh if you God. think about, like, we get into this talk a fair bit, but it's, it's valid right now. Yeah. The forces, right? Like, there's forces in both directions. We have, obviously, a supply, a lack of supply here in Canada. Yeah. In Florida, they also sort of have the lack of supply because the yep. immigration to Florida is insane. Yeah. For sure. That is a little bit politically volatile, though, because yeah. if that were if that were to swing blue, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people yes. would be right on yes. out of there. Like if Ron wasn't the governor yeah, anymore, for sure. Uh, tough to say, but I mean, right now, so many people are going to Florida, and I can't yeah. see a reason why anyone would ever want to stop going to Florida, even politically politics aside. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful uh, place. Yeah, great spot. Yeah. Obviously, snowbirds aren't going anywhere. They're yeah. going to keep going down there. The people uh, in Florida, South Florida specifically, have money. Right, most of them, like a lot, a lot of them, of them do. Yeah, money. Naples. They're is, not just like the average American. Yeah. They got money, so they're not going anywhere. They, they don't care about this. Yeah, they right? don't. They don't care. Now, some like you might argue, like in Cape Coral. Yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. More. But at the same time, like I look at that as a, at a relative price point. Yeah, like, w- there's not that many markets in the U.S. that are as desirable that are that cheap. Yeah, like it's that's crazy. A, if you if if you pick a value market, I can't find too many yeah. better than that. I'm yeah. sure there are, but. That's the thing. Like the seven hundred thousand dollars homes are like literally like mansions. Like they're pimped out. We're gonna get that. It's so seven hundred k. What can you get for seven hundred k? It's like a four bedroom home. Looks like twenty six hundred three thousand square feet, give or take. Mm-hmm. Like it's got the pool in the back. It's got the, like the lights and the coffered ceilings. Yeah. Like it's totally pimped out. Like yeah. And how many years old would like, that be? Like two years old or brand new, brand new for like, seven hundred even. Yeah, seven hundred, eight hundred. The brand brand new ones are probably eight hundred, nine hundred for just like right yeah. now, brand new. Yeah, and, and totally areas, like baller, like South South Cape Coral. Uh, the mid, yeah, south mid is what they're looking okay, like. Yeah. That's where most of them I'm seeing. Yeah. So, so how far would you be on a canal with those? Some of them, yes. Some of them, no. Yeah, I was about to say, like, that's pretty cheap for being on yeah, a canal. Yeah, you, that mo- size. On, like, the 800 ones, probably not. Like, yeah. on the canal, probably the million. Yeah. For the brand, the, brand, brand new ones. So it's kind of around that range. I was thinking about that for Airbnb. Like, would people, I mean, 
how much is a canal really going to do for you? We don't care. Like, I, I kind of want to stay away from a canal. It's just another do, yeah. uh, fear thing of a kid falling in, or like whatever, right? Like, yeah, another uh, trap or whatever. So I don't really mind about those for yeah. the Airbnbs. Would I want to live on one? Yeah, I like the fresh air and the water. Oh yeah, like it's that. beautiful. But, but I mean, as an Airbnb, it's, it's like just another it, risk hazard. It's I, another risk. Yeah. And and who's gonna if they're renting an Airbnb, they don't have a boat. Yeah, they're not bringing their boat. <laughs> they're not bringing their boat. <laughs> they're not using so. my boat. I'm not buying them a boat yeah, either. So yeah. like whatever. And you're not going to give them a boat yeah, to use because then that's a big liability. Yeah, yeah. Unless you have a company for that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I've specifically been avoiding anything with yeah. a with a canal yeah. because it's just like from my you're standpoint, for something you're not going to use. And yeah, a year uh, right now to get a to get a contractor to do your yeah. retaining wall. Yeah, that's the other thing. So, like a year plus, they're wait they're waiting right now. So, anything I'm doing, we just add a year to it. Yeah. Plus, uh, yeah, and maybe I get a bit more value at the back end, but I yeah. I just don't think you can justify the yeah. uh, the extra weight. So. Yeah, I wouldn't look at it really at all for a, for a specific investment yeah. only. Okay, so let's just, because I find this specifically interesting, obviously. (laughs) This is relevant to me, too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I'm planning on setting up some Airbnbs on the ones I'm building. Yeah. Similar, they're not quite as big. So I have got one that I'm I'm keeping that's 2,200. Yeah. Three-car garage, like 750 square feet, uh, hot tub and pool, like overflowing into the pool. Oh, nice. See? Outdoor kitchen. Yeah. And yeah, four, four bed, three bath. Yeah. So... It'll be how I stage it, though. It'll be all the things mm-hmm, I do to make sure. it like awesome. Yeah. So, like, do you have like that vision in mind as well? Like, what are some of the things you're going to do to make it awesome? Yeah. So we're going to go higher end on pretty much everything. So, like, we've stayed in Airbnbs all over the world. So we like we have a firsthand experience of what mm-hmm. most people are missing, which is really cool. Yeah. But we're going to do higher end stuff. So instead of like a crappy Ninja Blender from Costco, we're going to get a Vitamix. Yeah. Instead of like a crappy coffee maker, we're going to buy a Breville espresso machine coffee maker. It's like, yeah. it's just those little things that yeah. give a luxe experience. Cause I want people to come, drive down from Kentucky or whatever, right? Yeah. From the Northern States, drive down to this vacation home and just be like, wow, like I would never have this in my home. I would never spend the thousand dollars on a coffee machine. <laughs> I'm so happy it was here. Right. And I want yeah. the reviews to like say that kind of stuff. So yeah. we're just going higher end on yeah. pretty much all the staging and the furniture. Okay. Anything for the kids? You, I said, you said you're going for families. So. Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to provide kids stuff. So like a high chair, uh, like play pen, stuff like that. Oh, Bunk okay. beds in the, in the kids' rooms, like more that's family smart. attracting. High chair. And yeah. Like, I wouldn't have even thought of that, but that's brilliant, right? We never thought either. We stayed in Miami with, with our baby and I was like, we don't have a high chair. So we messaged Airbnb and he was like, oh, just go to the store and like rent one. The renting one was like 70 bucks. We could buy a cheap one for 90. So like we just bought one. Like, okay. Damn, like people should really have these in their Airbnbs, right? So it's just things like that. It's smart if you if if that's who your target yeah, is. Like, why sure. wouldn't you provide that? Yeah. Okay. So let's say hypothetically you buy for what do you figure you'll actually buy for for that pimped out Cape? That pimped out probably like eight fifty. Because they usually sell over value. So if they're listed for like seven fifty, they're going to sell yeah. for eight fifty. Same game okay. happening here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. So. What else are you going to have into it? So you're going to buy eight fifty. How much do you figure you put into it to get that up and running? Like renovation wise, it's fully like done. So you don't need anything. Yeah, okay, like so just furniture, like just 10 grand? So I'd say like between 10, I would say between 20, 30 to like really So nice you're going to do really nice. Yeah, then. yeah, nice furniture. We're going for more of like a boho style, so like really beachy. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to make it look sweet. Okay, so let's work through how these numbers would work. So you're in for about 880 if we do that. Right, the numbers live. Let's see if this happens. See if yeah, this works. Let's see <laughs> if this works. We're fine, full of shit. Okay, so, so what do you figure you're going to get <laughs> per month? Uh, between fifteen and twenty thousand during high season, during low season, between like nine and ten. Okay, so let's say on a year, what we're gonna average like twelve yeah. five. Yeah, sounds good. That's an average good for every twelve months. Yeah. Okay, so that's like one hundred and fifty thousand a year. Yeah, 
That's all right, man. Yeah, those it's are going to work. Are nice I, we don't even got to do this. It's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so like 7000 a year in taxes, you figure? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, insurance be like 3500 or 3000 Yeah, 3000 should be good. If it's on a flood zone, then you're going to get okay. smoked. Well, it depends Ask if you how want I know. that coverage, Ask right? how I know. We're in a flood zone in Naples, getting smoked. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah so, so all the new construction down there, you have to build a, above the floodplain now. So above, they actually oh, bring wow. in, so we bring in Phil to actually to raise, raise it our, up. our foundation. Yeah. See, in Naples, they didn't yeah. do that where I bought. <laughs> well, it depends on, on when. Yeah, yeah. My home so, was built in 2000, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a little older. Yeah. Um, maintenance wise, what are you budgeting there? So just 5% maybe? Yeah, or? 5%. That cover- so that'd be 7,500 a year. Do you figure that covers your landscaping as well? Or? Yeah, 100%. Like I know that the landscaping is about 150 bucks a month. The pool guy is about 100 bucks a month. Yeah. So 250 a month kind of thing. Okay, so so that would include that. So, yeah. all right. Um, utilities wise, what are you going to get into? 200, 300 a month. Okay. Plus 300. Wi Fi is cheap down in the US. It's like 30 bucks. It's awesome. Really? You can get 30? <laughs> it's crazy. So good. For, for it's like, like 30, good. 40 bucks a month for like your home internet. Here it's like a hundred bucks. It's crazy. Oh, I didn't know it was that Madness. cheap. Like that's the pimped out one that you would give to your tenants. Maybe we'll go for the $50 one. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. Main, uh, management wise, that's, is that going to be internal? Hire your own employees? Not the, at the beginning. So I have a company down there that'll do it. They only take 15%, which is really good. Okay. Most company takes 25, 30%. Yeah. So he does 15%. So I want to use him for the first Five, yeah. ten, fifteen. We got going up, and then once mm-hmm. we get to like that ten, fifteen mark, then we'll hire yeah. our own people. Sure. So that'll go way down after that. But okay. And then you've got like um, your consumables. Like, yeah. what do you figure those will be uh, like a hundred a month, two hundred a month, hundred fifty yeah. bucks a month? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll just put in um, twelve hundred for the year, and that'll cover your miscellaneous yeah. stuff too, toilet paper, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So your cap rate's almost twelve percent. There we go. So, I'm saying, baby. So, I'm saying, so why would we invest in like yeah. apartment buildings here at a three point six cap rate in like Kitchener? Right? Yeah. It's just it's just crazy. Okay, so financing wise, would you go to like a Canadian bank to get your first one finance your first couple? You could I, I know a lot of people have done that? Like with Scotia, I've heard Scotia yeah. is very friendly with doing that. I just went to an American lender right away, and it okay. was I'll tell you to be honest, way easier. It was almost like the easiest mortgage I've ever had. There's some crap we got to go through, but it's so much easier. In a nutshell, to get a mortgage down there, it's 30% down. Show me where the money came from. Did it come from a le- legit source? Not, you know, mm-hmm. bad places. Um, and does the, the rent of the property ex- ex- exceed the yeah. expenses? If you can answer those three questions, that's it. You get a mortgage. No credit check. No nothing. I don't care where you work. No. Yeah. Yeah. Where's it's more, it's like B lenders down there. Yeah. But yeah. the thing that's weird Where'd you about find this one? <laughs> Uh, from my realtor down there hooked me up with this with this lender, but like they're pretty easy to yeah. find. The thing about America is just like it's a true open market. Like it's yeah. literally like financing properties down there, doing business down there is just a billion times easier. It's just wide open. Yeah, I just I've been dealing. So I like to work with one lender at a yeah. time. Like I don't want somebody because coming from the mortgage business, yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. It when people work. You know, for sure, hundred percent. So so you know, I I give one guy a chance, and mm. you know, tells me it's going to be a certain way, and then last night he calls me back, exactly and it wasn't that certain way. Yep, exactly what I did. So, so the, I got you know more expensive. It was supposed yep. to be a draw loan where I would only pay on what was drawn, and on the last sure. minute he's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, our partner wants it, so that it's." Uh, he said, "Going Dutch on it." I take offense. I'm half Dutch. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, now full interest. So that basically doubles my cost of interest yep. on the project. Oh, man. And I'm just like, is this really it? Like, because I had a, kind of a hard time initially. I had a couple of people just yeah. ghost me, 
And um, so I'm just yeah. curious. I, I should have talked to you about this sooner. Yeah, I just found this on Mortgage Broker. I can definitely set you up with it after yeah. see if it'll work. Um, I don't know about like a new construction loan. I didn't talk to you Yeah, that's that. the other wrinkle, right? Yeah, I think, I think a, a lot different. of them don't, they don't like, uh, you know, that I don't have I'm experience sure. in the US. Like it's like yep. you're new, you don't have credit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I have experience just in Canada. Yeah, yeah exactly. that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I know. I haven't even looked into that side, but I know buying like an already built property is like way easier. It's amazing. Yeah. What way kind of interest easier. rate? Um, so 7.125. But okay. that was a month ago. Uh, if I were to do it now, Probably it's, even more. it's about seven, eight. So it's yeah. way higher than Canada for sure. But we're getting the crazy cash flow like on this. Yeah. So it, it all, it's all a wash in the end. And what I care about more at this point in my life is just speed and ease. Yeah. Getting a mortgage in Canada is just literally pulling teeth. Yeah. Documents, documents, verify this, uh, pay off your credit card that has $50 on it before we close. Like all these stupid conditions. <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm not even making that one up, man. <laughs> like uh, down there, it's so easy. Yeah. 30% down. Show me where the money came from. That's it. I don't care. I don't care about your credit rating. I don't care about your income in Canada. I don't care. Yeah. It's that's amazing. Open. Yeah. Okay. So I'll need to chat with your contact. Maybe you can do construction. Maybe yeah. not, but it'd be worth getting like just a second opinion For before sure. I yeah. uh, sure. pull a trigger. Okay. But even that considered, if you're 775 on a 30 year M, uh, at a 70% loan to value. So that yeah. means you're in for 30%. Yeah. Uh, which in this case is what, like 200? Yeah. You're, no, not even. You're like uh, in for 130, yeah. 140. Uh, $4,400 a month cash flow. What's wrong with that? And yeah. we're getting mortgage pay down still. We're still getting appreciation. Let's go. That sounds way better than the numbers I was crunching. So I'm these are loose numbers. Like, these are loose pretty numbers. Close, pretty close. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it's different areas too, yes, right? Yeah. Like if, if you're able to put that together, um, truly pimped out, then that's, that's really the, uh, yeah. the key factor. Now, what, what assumptions went into coming up with this 15,000 to 20,000 a month? Yeah. So we talked to the property manager down there who specializes only like with these, right? So yeah. he's telling me like, I have rent. I can, I have proof. I can show you the rent rolls from all the other ones. And, mm-hmm. um, so every property we look at, he sends us like a rent roll, a realistic rent roll of what this is yeah. rent for. And then we just do the numbers like this. And yeah, makes yeah. Sense. Okay. So are you going to be, um, are you going to be trying to get your investor visa to go down there? Um, so not at the moment. Like we still have the six month snowbird kind of thing where we can just go whenever we want. Yeah. So like for us, like we're going to live in the Naples house between January 1st and May 1st. And okay. then come back for the summer and then yeah. travel elsewhere in the world during the summer. So yeah. we don't I was just thinking to, down to, down not there, be a, to not be a tax resident in Canada if you just were away for yeah. an extra two months on that. Yeah. So I've had conversations about this. I know it makes way more sense to become a U.S. citizen. And even if you live in Canada for six months a year, and uh, still do that. Like it still makes more sense to be an American citizen and keep doing business and flipping in Canada as an American citizen. Yeah, I've heard it still makes way more sense to do that. I just got to figure it all out and see. Yeah, because well, to my understanding, what you lose in Canada is well, you'd lose the healthcare. Yeah, but you could still be here for six months less a day yeah. and not pay any taxes in Canada. Yeah, which sounds way better. To it sounds me. way better. So we got to figure this out. <laughs> this out. We're working on it. We're I think just, specifically for you, but you would pay. You would still pay taxes on all your Canadian business activities, but yes. just not on your non. Exactly, income. which is what we're really starting to move now is to get out. I want, I want right. that USD. I want to make USD plus, money. So plus, you get a credit in the US for any taxes you paid in Canada, right? I With like the tax this. treaty, like yeah. not an accountant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is the information that's been given to me. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the like that's the approach for for in my head. Like I I still want to be able to come here. Yeah. Although sure. the more ridiculous Canada gets, the less I want to come here. Yep. It's just like you know family, and I know you just built a house here. Like yeah. you don't really want to. I know that's the thing. we just <laughs> built our like house here. So we're really hoping for the next government to be better. <laughs> really hoping for that. <laughs> Which win. one, federal or, or federal? Provincial? Federal. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> provincial's a gong show. Like Jesus. federal's a gong show. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I guess you're saying if uh, you know one of the conservative candidates yeah. actually delivers. Yeah. yeah, Pierre. Pierre's my man. I'm going with Pierre. Him, so. Yeah, or Roman. I don't Roman's know. Roman's good too. It's kind I of think divided, Pierre's though. better. I guess within the conservative party, though, who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're all they're all better than what's now. They're that's for better, sure. yeah, than what's so. been. It's weird that they had such bad candidates for so long, and then now they have like, yeah. a whole bunch of like but pretty strong decent candidates. Ones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's. Yeah. It's very interesting. I don't know. I've kind of lost faith that a politician is going to fix this problem. <laughs> let down so many times this past two years specifically, but even before that, like, yeah, yeah. you have high hopes and then literally nothing changes. So, okay. We will see. So what's going to happen in, uh, in Florida after you get these Airbnbs set up, you said you're going to be flipping as well down there. Yeah. Um, using the contractors you found or can I keep finding them? Yeah. Keep finding them for a bit. And then once we have like a foothold, then again, we'll do the same system. We'll hire employees, like do it all down mm-hmm. there and have in-house team. So, uh, we want to really step on the pedal and do this like ASAP. Like I had plans like now to really start scaling down there, but mm-hmm. now we're kind of holding off the gas pedal because we want to see what's going to happen. I don't want to be buying losers and then in six months it's down less value, right? So yeah. I'm kind of just waiting and seeing what's going to happen. What's see yeah. kind of everything's going to fall and then I'll get in. I'm thinking August, September, October. Most likely we'll know pretty much what's going on with everything. We'll yeah. know is inflation finally coming down? It probably looks like it already is. Is how fast is it going to come down? Okay, well then we'll know what's what's going to happen in the next twelve months, twenty four months. Yeah, man, such a weird time. Yeah, it sucks. I really want to just keep going hard on everything. And that's like, okay, that's exactly where I was at yeah. too. Like I'm like, oh, I'm so sick. I saw, I watched all these people. Like I was taking yeah. it tentatively for the last two years just because I knew this was coming. Yeah, I'm like, sure. you cannot spend this way and yeah. shut people down and not have inflation go crazy. Yeah. and I knew, okay, interest rates are going to come down, come up guys to come back down exactly i predicted that way back so then i waited and i'm like nah screw it yeah, <laughs> we exactly gotta, we gotta move we're gonna go now and then it comes in it's like oh my god and then and it kind of came out of too especially the, sure especially the canadian interest yeah. rate rates like again america is so much more open they're just very transparent they're like we're gonna raise rates on this day this day and this day throughout the year it's all mapped out pretty much yeah. the whole year of what's gonna happen and canada it kind of came out of nowhere you wait for the announcement yeah it was well, like they still do nowhere. sort of indicate yeah. it but then it was like a week notice it was like we're gonna raise rates next wednesday it was like what yeah <laughs> And as of right now, I believe the plan is still to raise them again yeah, this year, in right? June, right? So yeah, so mm. I mean, that they're going to see the devastating effect. But then you yeah. have to look at it like: Are they going to compare us to the U.S. and say, "Well, as long as the U.S. is raising rates, we have to follow suit"? I, Otherwise, our sure currencies go yeah, out of out they of whack. Exactly, with each they other. have to. They're kind of forced to. Whatever America does, Canada yeah. really has to. Yeah, within reason, but they're kind of, they're kind of forced to. Yeah, because so. it'll make it'll just make our dollar go to crap if, yeah. if we don't. I mean. I feel like our dollar is kind of in that range. It's like the worst it's ever been right now. So yeah. how much worse can it get? I don't know, but geez. Apparently it could. Jeez. No, it's been a little worse. I think we were in like, like 62 cents at oh the like worst that yeah, I yeah, remember. I remember a couple of, like four or five years ago or something like that. It was, yeah, it was a little while back. Yeah. Now it's like we're, we're approaching like 68, 70, 76 so. or something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I hope it comes, comes back around. But then again, yeah. if we're making a whole bunch of money in exactly. the States, it back. I just know that because I just changed over all my money to USD to buy this house and I was just got whacked on it. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you send it over? I uh, just wired over to it like an American account that I made. Oh, down okay. There. Did you use like wise.com or something? I just went to the bank. Just went to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can get better, better uh, rates with wise. Yeah, see? And actually, a guy uh, reached out to me, and this is the even, like, if you really want to nerd out, on IBKR, apparently. Oh, interesting. You can, if you have an American account, you can actually convert money uh, fee-free. It's like $2. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> Would you actually have that account? Yeah, I have that account. Oh, no way. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Next time. There'll you be more time. Mo- there'll be more money going, going down mm-hmm. there. Um, all right, so, Matt, what else are you excited about right now that you're working on? Uh, man, just the YouTube, just growing everything. Um it's growing the whole business everywhere. Flipping, buying, yeah. Florida. People ever ask you what your why is? My why is just 
it was the total opposite. It's just like free, um, just free living without stress, just like money's yeah. good, abundant amount of money, and me working almost none, which is yeah. kind of what I'm doing now, to be honest. Like we built the team. Um, I, I barely put in that much time because we're focusing on family life. We just had a yeah. baby. So I'm taking kind of my parental leave in a mm-hmm. sense. So it's been really, really good that way. But we're getting to the point where um, it's getting smoothed out and I just do very little in the business. Yeah. So that's kind of the goal. That's the why. And just spending time in tropical places, warm places, which is why we you know, yeah. we're going to Florida because we just hate the winters here. Yeah. So just being warm, money is abundant. Happy mm-hmm. employees, happy business. That's kind of our why. Yeah. I've always said similar things. Like for me, it wasn't one specific thing. Like, I just want to be able to do what yeah, I want to do, exactly. like when I want to do. And like I, I feel like I'm Matt, like five years delayed, <laughs> like just finally realizing <laughs> yeah, how to yeah. hire hire help. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably giving myself too much credit. More like eight years delayed. <laughs> um, but you know, finding out how to hire yeah. hire people so I can get my life back. Right for now sure. that I have a son as well, and yeah. 100%. It's like it changes okay. for sure. I knew, yeah, things could not yeah. stay the same. Had 100%. had to uh, do that. Yeah. Now you already had a lot of that figured out beforehand, but uh, yeah, like as soon as Rachel got pregnant, I was like, okay, okay, like, I got to I got to figure this out. So we hired way more. Like I had two employees, three employees when Rachel got pregnant, and then we went from three to thirteen, like in two months. Okay. So I I spent that whole nine months of like building the business to the point where I don't have to do anything. I hired all the key people, mm-hmm. so I just grinded that whole nine months of finding the right the right people, yeah. and then finally when Sawyer was born, it was like hands off. And it's been like almost a year now and I haven't really done everything, anything. Like I don't see the properties we flip. I don't see them when we buy them. I don't see them when they're done. I don't step foot in them. I don't. <laughs> so so you'll materials. have stuff go through your system without yeah. ever having set foot in it. Yeah. I've the last like <laughs> 20, 30 houses. I haven't even seen <laughs> N- none of them. Yeah. We were in Florida buying, flipping out. It was like, cool. Like I didn't, I don't know where these are. Like, <laughs> so the money is just raised through your network. Yep secured you signed digitally uh yeah signed digitally so like when a deal comes in like my acquisition manager will call me basically like hey matt we just bought a house in cambridge we just bought a house in hamilton cool awesome hang up then i email my guy arfin he emails the list hey we just bought a house in hamilton we need 500k people email him (laughs) he signs all the promissory notes money comes in he verifies money came in when we close my project manager takes over i don't see it she runs the whole thing designs (laughs) the whole board because we've done so many it's just rinse and repeat all the same materials he does the whole thing when we sell it, or when it's done, she says, ready to sell. I get my yeah. video guy to go in, take videos, pictures. Then I list it. It's pretty much the only work I do is I put it on the MLS <laughs> and we sell it. That's it. <laughs> you just got to get an assistant to handle yeah. your MLS. You're exactly. allowed to do that, right? Oh, you totally, yeah. You just, kind of. you just don't want to have your... I thought you can have an assistant <laughs> You access. can. You have to register them. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so you just haven't done that for yet. Yeah, I haven't so done that for yet. Yeah. I'll just do it. It takes two seconds. Yeah, yeah okay. So you don't mind doing that I part don't mind doing that. It. It's fun. I can put it together. I can put it the way I want to put it together. It's my last bit of control. <laughs> yeah, you know what? But in fairness, that that's probably like the touch that like helps it is. itself. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, so as far as like financial control, I, I think you said you have somebody in your accounts like paying people and doing all yeah, that. Yeah, I have two people, my project manager and my mm-hmm. uh, funds manager both have access to, to my bank. So that was like, like the more like... To everything? Everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's the hard one. That's, that was the hard one. I, was like, I still I haven't trust done that. these people. I got it. But uh, you got to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's worse going to happen? Oh, yeah, that, that is but And I think we talked about this last time. So what is the worst that could happen? Just take money and then you deal with it then. You sue them. Whatever. Yeah, sue them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I guess the, the the worst would be if they like wrote a check or something that was really big. Yeah. 
It's true. But at least like with the banking, yeah. it's an open ledger. Like we can see where the money came from, who wrote the check, yeah, where to yeah, go. Like, exactly. Like, you're like you get caught you, so you, easy. You would get caught. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, whoever like, they are, like they have to disappear real yeah, well. Right. So yeah. if these are people that like, you know, and like they like, so yeah, that's a little bit of a, an yeah. ease, but I mean, the control freak in me is like, that's the last. For sure. that, that's <laughs> my personal money. Yeah. 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 It's my personal bank. Yeah. No, yeah. totally. It's uh that, that's a challenge, but I mean, I think it's, it's re- required to grow because it sometimes, to, sometimes in the week, like, especially now with the campground, like I feel like I spend a half a day, at least a week being a financial controller and bookkeeper yeah. and i'm like yeah Gah. you gotta get rid of that one for sure just hire someone to do that i mean you could make like a separate bank account just for the business and they only have access to that one bank yeah, account yeah just instead of seeing all your personal stuff that's that's i'm very, so comfortable with my people that they just see everything right like, whatever yeah now the banks they have like a rule you can't share your card but i guess like yeah i just get them their own card so they can do everything they want can you do that though? yeah yeah. Like, she, yeah she has her own card she deposits checks yeah uh, so rbc wire told me they, that i couldn't for my Crazy. business i have all my business with rbc and they said they Crazy. can't do that I wonder, I forget how I did it with her, but I had to like register her on the account. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. Like it was, it took half an hour. Like, okay. She was registered on it. She can do all decisions. I with TD. TD. Okay. I'm wondering if it's like an RBC thing, which I could totally see. They're kind of like that. Yeah. TD's not that very friendly either. Like I really have to go to a better business bank. I haven't really found a business Mm -hmm. bank yet. Um, but TD's also a pain in the ass. Yeah. Do you do like you have all your direct deposit and everything yeah. set up with them? So you pay people like your yeah, all of that set up. Like it yeah. works. It's fine. But like if yeah. we start growing, like we're dealing with, okay yeah. with TD with doing like 25, 30 flips a year. But I think if we start getting like 50 flips, mm-hmm. 100 flips a year, like we need a more business savvy bank where we can send e transfers from our computer instead of having to go to the bank. Like it's like, oh, wire transfers? Yeah. Like, come on. yeah. <laughs> so the, so like the American banks have that, right? Oh, totally. I can just like and do it right online, totally. release it with my little key fob. Yep. Yep. Um, like I do, like you can, you can obviously do ACH direct deposit though here in Canada, can't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. we can, can do the wire do transfers. That? You can do like, that instead of a wire. Yeah, you can. And you yeah. can do like what, what wiring lenders, like when I'm done with the money, we sell it. I'm got to yeah. wire them like 500 K or whatever. Like, yeah. You have to go to the bank for that. Yeah. There are some banks where that you can do the key fob thing, but yeah. it's only up to like 50 grand a month. So like that you can change. So that yeah. with RBC, I've got it figured. So I've, I've nice. sent like $500,000 oh, with nice. like you just, you release it with your little code. Yeah. You yeah. Have the fob. Yeah. That'd be sweet. I could do that. TD doesn't <laughs> offer that. I've asked for that. I've tr- asked for private banking, like the business sector. Yeah. It's still not good. Yeah. For what I need. Like they even said, like you're beyond this. Like, Private banking yeah. won't even do this for you, so don't, no. like, don't, don't even bother. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's kind of like the next one. I'd say overall, like for business, I think RBC has been okay, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's definitely they're by no means a perfect bank. Yeah, for so. sure. No, 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 <laughs> no, for sure not. Anyways, Matt, it's always good, good catching up with you. Um, tell people where they find you. Yeah, find me on YouTube, Fruitful Investor. Uh, find me on Instagram, Matt Pichet, and on TikTok, Matt Pichet. Oh, TikTok now. Yeah, okay. I'm on TikTok, guys. I'm being trendy. Everywhere. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely check out Matt's social if you haven't. Like, you're on top of it like no one else. Yeah, uh, you kill it. Uh, your teams, your systems, man, it's it's truly impressive. That's why yeah. I want to, anytime I can get you on here, we'll try and keep it up with once a year yeah, or something. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, you know, because you're doing so much, we can cover you know, a million different yeah, things. 100%. Um, any words of wisdom? Because uh, I know you give a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest thing I always say is speed. You got to act quick. When you, when you want to do something, when you want to act or let's go buy in Florida or let's go buy anywhere else, speed is the most important thing. Too many yeah. people just like sit and think and think and think and yeah. overthink, act, just do so it, overthink. figure it out. But there is that, that balance with, with not acting too quick, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. how do you find that? Yeah. Get your foundation, like get yeah. it, get your like basic knowledge of what you want to do and just go like yeah. make mistakes, go make the little mistakes, make the little the mistakes, yes. not the big ones. Yeah. Don't make the big ones. Like yeah. get an idea of what you're doing and then act and figure it out. You'll figure out the rest as you go. But you can never figure it all out through books or videos only. No. You need to get in there. So, 
No, it's true. Like, I mean, I would say like the campground we bought this year. Yeah, yeah. Way out of my comfort zone. sweet, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Way out. Yeah, Yeah. man, you'll have to have to come up if you're ever interested in building more. But uh, yeah, super out of my comfort zone, but it's like one of those things. You just got to figure it out. out. If you you know something makes sense, you kind of work the rest out as you go, right? Which you've done a ton, right? Yeah, even with the whole Florida expansion, like I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I made mistakes, Mm -hmm. got the wrong mortgage broker, like you said, the first time, paid some money for an appraisal. That's garbage. So I lost, you know, 1500 bucks there. You know, it's just things like that, but you have to just jump in and figure it out. And now I got the whole team pretty much set up through trial and error. That's super cool, man. Well, it'll be good to follow up with you on this and see how it's going yeah, in a little bit. Sure. Okay, thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.